and welcome to another edition of the Scout Team Podcast. I'm Emery Hunt, the czar of the playbook. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at FBall Game Plan. And if you're listening to this podcast on iTunes, which you should, be sure to leave us a five-star rating. And if you're not, search Football Game Plan Podcast, follow, subscribe, leave us a five-star rating. And while you're in the habit of subscribing, please subscribe to the Football Game Plan Network located at youtube.com slash football game plan. And keeping with our 2019 NFL Draft prospect interviews today, we're joined by Michael O'Connor, the quarterback from the University of British Columbia. Michael, I appreciate you taking time. Well, thank you for having me. A lot of people don't know about your story, and I found out about your your story and your whole game at the East-West Bowl this past May up in Quebec City, Quebec. And it was impressive because I, I saw you throw the football wherever you wanted to throw it on the football field. And I was intrigued to know more about what you brought to the table. But your journey to British Columbia or, you know, out west wasn't the traditional route. Can you explain how you ended up at UBC? Sure. So I'm originally from Ottawa, Canada, and I had the opportunity to come down south and play high school football down here. I did my junior year in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And I finished up playing my senior year at IMG Academy uh, down in Bradenton, Florida. And I was fortunate enough to receive a scholarship and go to Penn State. And I went there for a year. Things didn't work out. And I ended up transferring up to UBC on the West Coast out in Vancouver. Uh, Played there for four years. And now I'm getting ready uh, to play at the next level. It's cool to, to hear that story because a lot of folks don't understand the, the amount of passion it takes to to want to find a way to, to really make your college experience what you wanted it to be. Not only did you go up there and play at, at UBC, but you went up there and won a championship your first year. You had a lot of success, and you were able to, to garner many all-star uh, accolades. This is how you wound up in the East-West Bowl. So when you go through your career at BC, or UBC, I'm sorry, what was the biggest takeaway you had going in what adjustments you had to make i you know you went you came from the american uh, game and in down south playing high school ball there are you going to play collegiate ball at the highest level up in canada i know there's the field difference i know the ball feels a little bit different as well what was your whole takeaway from ubc and what was your what were the adjustments you had to make playing two different styles of, of football at the collegiate level well that's a great question i would have to say i mean Football's football at the end of the day, so there are a lot of differences. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you're just getting out there on the field and competing. And, you know, that's what I did at UBC. And I think the big takeaway I have uh, from playing up there is that um, you have to be adaptable. You know, there's always going to be various circumstances going on, and you need to be able to handle those situations effectively. Um, and I think I did learn that at UBC. And I kind of learned to just be myself. Um, and enjoy the process. You know, a lot of times you can get caught up in a lot of things, but at UBC, I kind of fell back in love with the game and, and kind of really understood what it takes to play quarterback at a high level. And, you know, I'm very fortunate enough to be in this position and to have had a successful career at UBC. Uh, so I'm very grateful now, uh, sitting here today. Yeah, Coach Neal is a, is a really good coach out there, man. And you, you brought up your your love for the game. What What is it about the game that you love the most? I love the fact that there's always something better. There's always something I can do to get better at the game. And, and there's 
I'll never be at the level I want to be. Um, there's a saying out here that on a chase for perfection, uh, hopefully you can catch excellence. You know, and that's something that I really live by. And, you know, think of someone like Tom Brady. Do you think he's concerned about getting better in the offseason? You know, I'd say 100% he is. So that's really attractive to me is that there's always something that I can be doing to better myself. And then I just – playing the quarterback position is so unique, and I just love the X's and O's, the schemes. You know, I'm a very smart guy, so I think that it, translate, it translates well to the quarterback position. And, you know, I love drawing up plays and love watching film. I love being the guy that, you know, 10, 11 other guys that look up to in the huddle and, and being able to lead a diverse group of men um, onto the field. That's something that I take a lot of pride in, and I really enjoy that part of the game too. So just being able to have a big effect on the game and also to have a big effect on my teammates' lives, not just on the football field but off the field as well you know, being able to be a positive inspiration to them and, you know, through my hard work ethic, kind of show them the way and, and hopefully, um, you know, bring the team up as a whole. It's interesting you bring it up, and I love your take about the quarterback position and drawing up plays and and really diving into the X's and O's and falling in love with it. That's how I got my name, Nazar, the playbook in colleges. I, I was always – that, that student athlete that wanted to know more, wanted to, to figure out how to better design a play and things of that nature. But I also know I played running back in college, and my playbook wasn't as thick as you guys' playbook. And when I got to college, I, I was like, man, this is a pretty thick playbook, maybe about four to five inches thick. And when I saw the quarterback's playbook, I'm like, oh, wow. Like, so mm-hmm. I'm not complaining about mine. But I know the prep that goes in because then you have guys like me running into the huddle and, and forget the assignment and say, hey, man, who do I block on this play? Who do I pick up? <laughs> what do I do? Yeah. Uh, what's the hot call? So take me through a week of prep for a quarterback. What's your, what, how does your week start, and how do you end up to where you're able to execute flawlessly, not only your job, but basically everybody else's job out there on game day? Sure. So usually games are on Saturdays. Uh, so Sunday, you know, we review the film as a team, you know, see what we can do better. And then Mondays are off days, but usually I'm, I'll meet with the coaching staff, the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach, you know, we'll talk about kind of our game plan, you know, kind of very big picture on a Monday, but we'll talk game plan and how do we want to attack uh, the defense that we're facing next week, you know, kind of broad concepts, um, but we'll sprinkle it in as the week goes on. And then um, throughout the week, you know, there's a lot of film study that goes into it, but, you know, you got lifts in the morning, you got classes, you got afternoon uh, meetings, then you got practice in the evening. Um, so it's it's a busy day, but um, there's a lot that goes into it. So to continue on, I mean, Tuesday, Wednesday, we're thinking first down, uh, second and long, and then Thursday, we're kind of thinking more red zone. So, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's like I say, it's it's quite a it's quite a process, but again, I just gotta trust it and you know, going into the game, just knowing that you've done all you can to prepare yourself uh to give your team the best chance to win. How's that feeling for you when you get out there at the at the line of scrimmage and you see what you saw on film and you know what they're about to do and therefore you know what you're about to do to attack that? Oh, that's a great feeling. I mean that's at the end of the day you can you do all the study and you need to but you're just playing football uh, on saturday 
Um, and obviously you take that into the game. Um, and then I think too that a lot of people can kind of make football a lot more complicated than it really has to be. I mean, at the end of the day, the offense's job is to create space and the defense's job is to close space. So uh, as an offense, you know, we're looking to create space and we're looking to get two of our guys in one defender space. So, um, you know, there's a lot of different schemes that go into it, but at the end of the day, we're just playing football. And I think the more simple that, that I can keep it myself mentally, uh, you know, the better I'll execute. So just knowing kind of what the defense is going to do in certain situations, it definitely helps. And again, the more prepared you are, the more confident you'll be and the better you'll play. It's funny. I, I always say this, man. Football is an easy game. It's not that hard. It's not that complicated. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad you echoed that point. And, and what I love about you guys up north and, and how you go about your business, you guys truly do look at football first and then look at it as a business second. And I, and I say that to say this because the all-star games you guys play are before the season. It makes sense because you get maximum turnout, but it also makes sense from a weather perspective because you can't be playing you know, football in January up in Canada. So uh, so going to the East-West Bowl, after your amazing career at UBC, going into your senior season, but you were also out there throughout the All-Star Week at Laval. And what was interesting about that week is, you know, I've, I've been up, I've been to about four uh, East-West Bowls over the, since 2013. I think the first one I went to was in London, Ontario, on the campus of Western University. And I'm out there and I'm looking – just just getting a good scope of what everybody's doing out there. And I see this guy just throwing the heck out of the bomb liar. Maybe, maybe that's a jugs machine. I, I wasn't really looking. And then I turned around and looked again. Here you are just throwing the ball far hash down the field. We know the fields are, are wider in Canada. But I was like, man, this guy's really got an impressive arm. What was your focus going into the East-West Bowl week? Because a lot of guys tend to take All-Star week not as serious. Some guys don't show up. Some guys tend to, okay, I'm going to just rely on my tape, which is fine, uh, which is, you know, true to a certain extent. But you're out there competing. Scouts are out there. Uh, what was your focus going into the East-West Bowl leading into your senior season? Well, as, uh, as a quarterback, you know, something that I've learned um, throughout my life is that you're always being evaluated. So, you know, there was no thought in my mind that, oh, this is an all-star game. I can just take it easy. I mean, to me – what it was is the best of the best in the country on one field. And, you know, that excites me because then I'm able to compete, you know, and show the scouts, the coaches, uh, what I can do when the best of the best are on the field. So I was looking forward to the challenge. Um, I wanted to show, I just wanted to show that I belong and that I can compete at the highest level. And that's something I was focusing on. I wanted to make sure that I got to talk with some coaches on uh, some scouts and kind of just show them that the love I have for the game and also the knowledge I have of the game and, and how I'm a student of the game. And I'm always uh, wanting to learn something new. Uh, so I definitely think that I got that across and showed them what I can do. And, you know, I thought it went well. And the funny thing is too, is that uh, two weeks before the game, I had just had my appendix removed. So I wasn't sure at that point if I would be able to play in the game you know, two weeks post-surgery would have been pretty tough. But, I mean, I couldn't pass up the opportunity. And to be honest with you, I don't think I was at my A game because I wasn't able to uh, train before the game, really. I was recovering from surgery. But like I say, I'm a competitor and I love to compete. And I just was glad I was able to get out there and show them what I could do. 
Now that puts the entire week that I watched up there into a whole new light, man. Because I didn't even know that. Oh, and wow. that, that makes it even more special to what you were able to go out there and do and compete. And I like that you said you're a competitor because you're not going to turn down any opportunity to compete, which is why I saw you down at the FCS Bowl in December. I was a color analyst on that game. And, you know, I'm there throughout the course of the week covering the practices and saw your saw, saw your name on the, on the roster as I was heading into that week. And I'm like, okay, I get to see him now transfer from going – playing Canadian ball for four years. Now he's back in the States. How will he adjust? What adjustments will he have to make and, and things of that nature? And you went out there and you balled out once again. So what was your mindset again, going into another all-star game this time down in the States where you hadn't played since uh, you were at Penn state and really attacking that week in front of now a new set of scouts, the NFL scouts that were out there. Sure. So my dream since I was, uh, since I started playing football at the age of seven was to play in the NFL and, you know, going down to Daytona beach for the FCS bowl, um, was kind of me, um, have an opportunity to make that dream come true and to kind of show the NFL scouts that even though I did play in Canada, I can still play the American game, make all the throws. You know, it's funny. Um, a lot of people ask me, you know, is it, what's the transition like going from Canada back down South and the competition is definitely or I'd say the athleticism of the players is definitely at a higher level overall. But um, playing in Canada with a wider field, everything kind of feels condensed. So it's almost like sometimes I have to take something off of the ball because uh, the far the far comeback is now only 30 yards and not 45. So I see it as um, kind of everything, everything kind of went really well. I mean, I think I, I threw the ball well. And I was fortunate enough to play at IMG with Coach Wenke, and we ran a pro-style offense. So I'm still familiar familiar with the American game and um, just understanding concepts and getting out there and being able to compete. And there were a lot of guys there that, that are hungry for an opportunity at the next level. And so it, it was a great week. I think I played well. And, you know, I'm excited to see what the future holds now. I like that you brought that up about the difference in the game and, and for, as far as throwing that far has throw, that comeback from 30 yards to now instead, instead of 45 yards, because I kind of liken it to uh, Kurt Warner going from the Arena League back into the NFL. By the Arena League being such in a, a short box, your passes have to come out quick. They have to be accurate. The, the anticipation has to be there. It's the same thing for you going from the wider fields to the shorter fields. Your velocity is going to be – something unreal because like you said you're throwing a far hash throw from a different angle uh, at, up up north to what you are doing it down south so now mm -hmm. for these american receivers that ball is coming quick and it's coming hard and fast they got to get their hands up and catch it and you start to see guys later on in practice start to figure it out and, and really make those connections whether it was short intermediate or deep down the field what were some of your feed the feedback you got from scouts while you were down there i met with a couple teams they said you know, they like what they saw and, and just to keep working and um, basically just keep doing what you're doing. We'll keep an eye on you throughout this whole process and, you know, best of luck to you. So, um, no, that went really well. I met with a couple teams. So, you know, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing where that goes. And now you have the 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 one thing that people love in, in, in life, options. Because you have the NFL option, you have CFL option, 
And, you know, you, you kind of put yourself in position to, to be able to do both. So let's let's take a look at this this whole process. You know, where would you you know, I think the NFL, obviously the NFL draft happens first. You have training camp. You have the CFL draft in, in May once again. Are you excited about this or, or is it kind of nerve wracking in a way, not knowing where you could possibly end up or are you just kind of excited that, hey, maybe I can do both and fulfill a lifelong dream? Sure. I mean, it's definitely I mean, once the season ended, it was kind of a whole new chapter for me, you know, kind of not knowing where I'll be living, not knowing where I'll be training. Um, you know, it was a lot to take in and and definitely there's a little bit of uncertainty in terms of where I'll be living in a year from now, even less. Right. So um, there is that side of it. But to be honest, I just take it one day at a time and focus on getting better and focus focus on what I can do in the moment uh, to make sure that I give myself the best available shot uh, when a draft day comes. So uh, be it CFL or NFL. So I'm just, I'm just very blessed, honestly, to even um, have this opportunity. And, you know, that's kind of the light in which I choose to see this is that, you know, I have the chance to make a childhood dream come true. And I don't think, you know, unfortunately, I don't think many people can say that. So in that regard, I do feel very blessed and fortunate to be in this position. And um, one more thing, too, I would say is when I was going through the recruiting process uh, to choose a, a university to attend, I kind of never really sat back and just enjoyed the enjoyed the moment. And, you know, in my eyes, I kind of see this as that whole process again, except different. Um, but I'm trying to really enjoy the process because I really understand I'll only get uh, to do this once. Uh, so I'm kind of just enjoying the moment. That's how you're supposed to take it, man. You're right. You only get to do this once. And, you know, it, it's funny because a lot of times when you're going through the recruiting process, like you mentioned, we all went through it where you get so caught up in, okay, this school's calling. I'm on the phone with this guy. I'm on, I got to look at these options, but you don't really sit back until you're way older and, and like, wow, this, that was a cool time, and I'm glad you're able oh, to yeah. have that perspective right now. You know, and it's yeah. it's weird. Um, you know, just me and my homeboy was talking about this the other day. We were in high school and, and getting recruited, and University of Miami came to the school and was talking to us, and he was selling us on Miami. And it was so funny because at the time Miami was terrible, and uh, oh, wow. yeah, they, they were terrible. And it was you remember the the um the the thirty for thirty special, the U part two. It was it was that. It was that season. So it was when they oh, were wow. going to turn around and be a powerhouse. The coach was like, oh, we're going to be, you know, we're going to turn this thing around. And we're sitting there looking at each other like, man, he's full of it, man. Ain't no way, man. Terrible. Yeah. Lo and behold, they go on to be the greatest team in the early parts of the 2000s. Oh, so, yeah, we blew that. We blew that decision. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, back to the film, your scouting report. This is one of the tougher yeah. things to do. Uh, as, you know, athletes, you ask any athlete, they'll tell you how nice they are. They have no flaws. But let's go through your scout report. What are some things that you feel as though you're, you're strongest at? What are some things that you feel as though you still have some room for growth? Sure. Um, I'm 6'5", 230, so I'm, I think I fit the bill in terms of um, uh, pro quarterback size. I can make all the throws on the field. You know, I have excellent arm strength. You know, I'm accurate with the ball. I can put it, put it where I want to, and I throw with great anticipation. Um and I have good footwork too. I really pride myself on my footwork and that's something I'm always trying to improve. Cause I think as a quarterback, you can never have too clean of feet. So 
that's definitely something that I think are my some of my strength strengths. I'm also a great leader, I would say, and I'm also very smart. You know, I was an academic all Canadian, and that's something that I'm very proud of. Uh, but I think that translates very well to the field in terms of playing quarterback. Um, some things I need to work on, I would say, uh, throwing on the run is something that I'm I'm definitely working on right now. Uh, somewhere I can improve, and um, just being being able to throw the ball away. That's something too. I think you don't really see in the Canadian game as much because it's only three downs. Um, but you know, down here in the states, you know, with four downs, I think that's a more viable option. So that's something that. I'm trying to improve on mentally is just being able to say if nothing's there, you know, don't turn a don't turn a bad play into a worse play. <laughs> so that, those are definitely two things I'm trying to work on. That, that's an interesting perspective because you're right. You know, there are no throwaways in a Canadian game because you only have those two downs for third down hits. Mm -hmm. And I, I want to ask you because you played the quarterback position yeah. in, in both sides. Looking at the the coverage perspective. How different is it for from you from from your perspective, the coverages you saw in Canada juxtaposed to the coverages you saw down in the states? Like, what were some of those those adjustments that you had to make going back and forth between the two? Sure, I would say, uh, you know, down south, you really start with what's the shell. You know, is it middle field open, middle field closed? Is there one safety in the middle of the field, or both safeties high? You know, that's kind of the starting point um, down south. And I think in the Canadian game, you know, the starting point is really um, what's the shell of the corners and halves. So, you know, are they in a cut contour or are they in cover three? And, you know, I, th I think that's where kind of the big difference is, is because, you know, in, in Canada, there's pretty much always just middle field closed, right? Mm -hmm. um, but down south, you could be middle field open or not. So you'll see definitely um, – some of the same coverages, I mean, cover three, cover four, you know, are pretty similar. Uh, but something like cover two, you would never see in the Canadian game. You'd only see two man in the Canadian game, but never two zone, um, which you would see down south. So there are a couple differences, but a lot of similarities as well. Where are you training right now? I'm training at IMG um, down in Florida. Um, actually, I went to high school here, so I have a connection back here working with my old quarterback coach. So. Um, that's going really well. That's awesome, man. And you got great weather down there. It's conducive to you having no bad days. Uh, okay. Michael, I, I this has been great uh, to chat with you. I, I'm excited to see where your future takes you. Impressed with your game, both up north and also down here in the States. And we wish you the best luck moving forward. Where can people follow you on social media to, to follow your journey as you make the trek toward the professional ranks? I'm actually not on social media. Smart uh, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I see, I see the benefits, but I also see the downside. So, you know, I try to stay out of all that stuff and, you know, and kind of just keep my nose down. But I'm sure, um, I mean, you'll hear some draft day. Um, either way, you know, we'll see what happens. So, um, you know, just stay tuned. I like that. Spoken like a true quarterback. Man, I wish I would have took your advice a while back before I jumped on social media, but now I have to because hey, media. it's all about business now. <laughs> exactly. It's smart. It's smart. <laughs> well, Michael, man, listen, uh, great to talk to you. Great to see you playing. Great to see you continue this this journey toward the NFL draft, the CFL draft, wherever the, your future holds. We wish you the best of luck. 
Thank you very much for having me.